If you have your Bibles, turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4. And we'll be there just for a few minutes tonight. Um, Jason failed to make one announcement, he said, and that was the offering is available in the back. I just uh, uh, realized my offering was in my pocket. I keep forgetting to put it in that little basket back there. And so uh, maybe I'll preach better now that I'm tithing. Amen. But anyway, it was in my pocket this morning. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 4. I'm going to be preaching a message entitled The Last Charge. It's kind of a military message. And uh, the first slide that we're going to show you has nothing to do with the message, but probably has a lot to do with the message. And that is uh, there is a soldier's creed. Some of y'all are very familiar with that. That's been in the military. And uh, I'll probably end with the... Uh, the uh, spiritual soldier's creed, but uh, you know it's the first uh, line is I am an American soldier, and you know we need to thank God for those that's paid the ultimate price and given their life, and never forget them, and uh, and uh, pray for their families. Then I am a warrior and a member of a team. Uh, this can apply to spiritual uh, team, uh, church. Uh, we're all together. Amen. And we're the only army that shoots their wounded. Somebody backslide, and we try to get, uh, we try to criticize them and ridicule them and and shoot them. And uh, folks, we need to encourage them and go after them. No man left behind or lady. Uh, I serve the people of the United States and live uh, the army values. I'll always place the mission first. I'll never accept defeat. I'll never quit. Uh, this sounds spiritual to me. Amen. I could preach this. Um, I will never leave a fallen comrade. Amen. I am disciplined, physically, mentally tough, trained, and proficient in my warrior tasks and drills. I, is it, any of you Army, uh, ex-Army Marines or whatever ever heard of this? Anybody? Okay, good. Thank God. Uh, I hope this was legitimate. I think it is. Uh, I am disciplined, physically, mentally tough, trained, proficient uh, in my warrior tasks and drills. I always maintain my arms my equipment, and myself. You ought to know your weapon. I'll be preaching that in just a minute. I am an expert, and I am professional. I stand ready to deploy, engage, and destroy the enemies of the United States of America in close combat. I am a uh, guarantee of, uh, guardian excuse me, of freedom and the American way of life. That's a good one, isn't it? I'm a guardian of freedom and the American way of life. I am an American soldier. Uh, I think that's a great creed, amen, and I think it's worthy to um, fight for freedom, and uh, I thank God for those that have all our veterans, appreciate you so much, and appreciate your service, and um, you know, there's a lot of times we take for granted uh, the danger they faced, and the sacrifice uh, they had to make, and uh, thank God for them, and we need to honor them and respect them. Second uh, Timothy chapter 4, I preached from chapter 3 last week about uh, continuing uh, from a child. And it's important that we give the foundation. In verse 15 it says, And from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures. And I ended it with uh, um, preaching on how valuable the Scriptures are to these young people. And tonight I'd like to continue in chapter 4. On the last charge, this is this is a military charge. Um, one of the greatest soldiers that ever lived was the Apostle Paul. Uh, he was a soldier of the cross, and he admonished 
uh, Timothy to be a good soldier in chapter 2. And so he counted himself as a soldier. And you know, I, I believe that the Christian life is not for wimps. I believe that we ought to enlist gladly. Uh, our reasonable service is that we present our bodies a living sacrifice. I believe present means show up for drills and show up for duty and uh, be, be faithful, be faithful. Uh, you know, uh, I know some of y'all are here tonight and you had to leave loved ones back home that are, that are sick. And I appreciate and, uh, your faithfulness to come on anyway and uh, be in the house of God. Um, sometimes you don't feel like coming. Uh, uh, the afternoon nap grabs you, don't it? Amen? Uh, I mean, it's just amazing how uh, Sunday afternoon sleep is so precious. Amen? Especially when you fall asleep about 15 to 5 and you wake up wondering what time it is and even what day it is, you know. And, buddy, you get, you get dressed quick for prayer meeting. And uh, I want us to read verses 1 through 8, and I hope this will challenge your heart to be a good soldier for Jesus Christ. And I preach this thinking about those that's um, paid the price. And you military men, you could preach this a lot better than I could, but I know that the Word of God describes us as good soldiers, chosen of God, and soldiers of faith. And so let's stand on the Word of God if you, if you can. Uh, I know we stand a lot around here. Somebody said that... Uh, you could get in shape with Baptist calisthenics. It's up, down, up, down, up, down. And I thought your song leader was going to give you a break on this holiday week and let you sit during one of the uh, verses, but he didn't. So, uh, and last year, or last week, he had to lead the singing, play the piano, and preach. And so he's glad that there's a piano player around, amen? And uh, they really sang a cappella, but Brother Eddie has no piano player, no song leader, and so he has to play the piano with a recording, stand up there and lead singing, and then preach. And I thank God for that. Amen? Amen. That's a faithful man of God. And he's almost, almost, I hope he sees this tape, he's almost as old as I am. So thank God for our pianist. She has a birthday Tuesday. Y'all all give her $100 on the way out, and she'll be smiling. Amen. No, look at verse 1, chapter 4 of 2 Timothy. It says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead, at his appearing in his kingdom. What a powerful verse. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when uh, they will not endure sound doctrine. We're here. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned into fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure affliction. Do the work of evangelists. Make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered. And the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord the righteous judge shall give me, uh, me all that day, and not to me only, but unto the, all them that love his appearing. You may be seated as I pray. Father, thank you for um, the soldiers that stood for the, for the cross and stood for the blood. And Lord, literally gave their lives uh, that we might have this King James Bible. God, thank you for 
those that have given their lives so we could um, not have to baptize babies. We wouldn't anyway, but dear Lord, thank you for the Anabaptists. And uh, thank you for the, uh, the, the Baptist church that refuses to baptize babies and, and believes in believer's baptism. And God believes the word of God. And so Lord, pr- help us to stand in these last days. Uh, it's perilous times. It's wicked times. It's very selfish times. It's very materialistic times. But dear God, thank you uh, for these faithful few that are here tonight and those that have served faithfully in this church for years uh, to get the gospel to a lost and dying world. And God, may you get the glory as the devil is defeated in each one of our lives. And we'll thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I believe with all my heart that we're in a warfare. And a lot of Christians, uh, they uh, go through this life like it's tiptoeing through the tulips. But really the picture is that we're traveling through the, um, uh, a minefield and we don't know where the mines are. And there's a warfare. And he's a roaring lion seeking to devour and divide our lives, our families, our church. Uh, it's a warfare. And I believe with all my heart we need to stand against the wiles of the devil. He has a method. And in Ephesians chapter 6, that method is uh, clear that it's darkness and it's principalities and wickedness in high places. As we studied in Sunday school last week, I believe it was, is that um, it's a spiritual warfare. They want to cast down every imagination and bring it into captivity, into obedience to God. And so there is a warfare. Paul knew that, and he admonished Timothy like a soldier. So you could call this a fateful charge. It's like a uh, military man that's on his deathbed, uh, passing the baton or passing the sword uh, to to a younger soldier, saying, keep on fighting, keep on preaching, keep on being instant in season, out of season, when you feel like it, when you don't feel like it. I'm going to tell you something, folks. Christians need to be disciplined as good soldiers. First of all, I want you to see that there's accountability. There's accountability of a faithful soldier. Um, Verse 1 is powerful. It says, and I charge thee. There's that military term. I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, that who shall judge the quick and the dead uh, at his appearing and his kingdom. Uh, Folks, he says, I charge you before Jesus Christ. He was saying, hey, listen, Timothy, you are going to have to give account to the commander-in-chief that's called you into this warfare. You're going to have to give account to the one that's called you into the ministry. And the charge was before God and before the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead. There is a judgment seat. Paul mentioned that many times. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, 1 John 2, 28 uh, the Bible says that, uh, John said that uh, there'll either be a group that's ashamed or there'll be a group that's uh, uh, happy and, and satisfied that they serve God. And folks, they either face Jesus with confidence or with tears. It's either triumph or tears. And it all depends on what you do from the time you saved to the time the rapture takes place or you take your last breath. So we are to answer And we will answer a great reviewing stand at the judgment seat of Christ. We'll answer to the one who has chosen us to be a soldier. Turn back to chapter 2 of this same uh, same book, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. 
says, no man that warreth entangle himself with the affairs of this life. You know, it just seems like there's a lot of people that are entangled. A soldier cannot afford to be entangled or they will lose their life and their buddies will lose their life. They have to be disciplined. They show up for drills every morning. They, uh, they're enlisted and they stay in the warfare until the war is over. And, uh, and many have done that for our freedom. But it says that he may please him who has chosen him to be a soldier. There it is. We please him who has chosen us to be a soldier. The Bible says in John 15, 16, that he's chosen you and ordained you to bring forth fruit. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 20 uh, says that we're ambassadors. We're, we're to represent him. We're uh, to go everywhere uh, proclaiming that uh, we're here sent by God and mandated by God to take the gospel to a lost and dying world. I want to tell you something, and I appreciate the testimony this morning, and I appreciate the lesson that Brother Mark taught in the um, older class. Uh, he felt older teaching that class. He's retired, but he's not as old as us, and he did a good job. But Brother Mark gave a stirring testimony about going to the funeral home this week and forgetting his tracks, and that stirred my heart. That stirred my heart. Folks, you know, when you go to a funeral home, you ought to be loaded with the gospel. And you ought to be have boldness. And as I was at those playgrounds this week with my grandchildren, uh, I was thinking, uh, man, do I have the boldness to get out of this car uh, as I was taking a little nap after they played about two hours and, uh, and go talk to all these parents. And when I gave them the, the, the flyer, uh, one, uh, it was just so exciting. The, the, the mother took it and she started asking questions and, I was telling them about the great food and the great fun, but the great gospel and the great fellowship. And her little daughter was up on the swing set, and she said, is that tonight? And she was so excited. She would have loaded up and took those kids that night. I said, no, hon, it's June 7th through 11th. So folks are more receptive, but the devil will try to talk you out of, of uh, handing a track out at a funeral home or handing a track out at a playground. That's a lot easier than a funeral home, I promise you. But probably both places are very appropriate. And so, folks, God's called us. God's called us not to live for ourselves and just enjoy life and be happy. And, folks, that's the contemporary movement that we live in today. Just be happy and don't worry about nothing else and don't be holy. But we're going to answer to a living God of what we did and why we did what we did from the time we were saved to the time we're born. That's why you need to grow. That's why you need to stay in Sunday school and stay in church and come back on Wednesday night because you're growing to be great soldiers for Jesus. I'm going to tell you, it's not easy to drill. And uh, I took one, one quarter of ROTC. That's my military background, praise God. You know, I was in, and I think it was Georgia State University where I was majoring as a business major. And, and uh, here I am signed up for ROTC. I thought, what in the world? am I doing in this class, amen? That's like shop, I guess, I don't know. But, you know, I, I was going through it, and, uh, and we, we just uh, took a lot of time taking apart guns and putting them back together, taking them apart, putting them back together. We learned to put, take them back. We had contests on that, and I'll get to that in just a minute, but we ought to know our weapon, amen? We ought to know the Word of God. Folks, you're not just coming to be a big head. You're coming to have a burning heart, and you're coming to be an equipped soldier. Number two, and I'll be very brief tonight because y'all look very tired. Um, 
but I ought to preach longer because y'all don't go to work tomorrow. Amen? How many are, are off tomorrow? Raise your hand. You're afraid to, aren't you? Amen? I thought so. Uh, but uh, the acknowledgement of a faithful soldier, number two. The acknowledgement. You ought to know some things. Look at verse two. Preach the word, be instant in season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. You need to know what is right. And you need to be convicted that this Bible is the word of God. Amen? I can't wait for Brother Jeremy to go through the three-week session. And brother, anytime you're ready, I'm ready. Uh, on Sunday night, on why we believe in the King James Version. He has all the history and all the slides, and we need to know why we believe that. Not just because they take the blood and the virgin birth and other key words out of the Word of God. We need to know the history of it. We know where this book came from. And folks, I want to tell you something. We need to believe this book. And we need to defend this book by, by living testimony. Amen? We need to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. We need to wear the uniform proudly. And folks, I want to tell you, we need to do it in season, out of season. There is no closed season for being soldiers for Christ. Uh, then we need to know not only um, uh, God and how personal he is, but we need to know the weapon. It says rebuke. Uh, when you reprove sin, you better have scripture. None of you are knowledgeable enough or powerful enough to rebuke or reprove somebody's sin. But I want to tell you something, the word of God will. And we ought to give the people the word of God. And folks, I want to tell you something. I believe that we can, we can witness and preach and live with authority, not in our being, but who we represent. Amen? Then rebuke. Now, if you're definitely going to rebuke, you better know the Word of God. And folks, it's a sharp two-edged sword. And I want to tell you something. The, the Word of God will rebuke all these liberals. The Word of God will rebuke all these baby killers. The Word of God will rebuke all these transgender and uh, LBGT, whatever it is, a group that tries to change everything and shake their fist at God and say, we're going to change everything. That's making yourself God. And then, folks, we need to realize we need to exhort, exhort the weak, the sluggish. Uh, you be a good soldier, you'll encourage the young soldiers. You're going to go AWOL every time uh, you get a sniffle, then you're going to discourage a soldier. If you're going to just be in and out, up and down, emotional, mad at the preacher and mad at the deacons and change churches every six months, I'm going to tell you something. You're going to discourage some young soldier. They're going to be as fickle as you are. We need to be faithful. We need to be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. And here is the spiritual ammo, the sword of the Spirit, the sword of the Spirit. Folks, it's the Word of God. Amen? And Paul went, went in detail in Ephesians chapter 6. And our enemy is the, against the flesh, the devil, and the world. And folks, we need to have weapons of our warfare are not carnal. 2 Corinthians 10.4, we studied that last week or the week before. And folks, the weapons of our warfare. Paul knew we was in a warfare. We didn't just join the military. We're in a war. We're not just in a, a time of peace. There is a war raging out there. And I have never, never seen it rage like it is in these last days. I've never seen such anti-Christ spirit in the United States of America. I've never seen such an anti-church and an anti-godliness and an anti-decency and an anti-morality that's promoted in the, in, the, in the United States of America, one nation under God. Folks, we are in perilous times. And if we don't stand, the salt has lost its favor. If we hadn't 
savor. And if we don't stand, the light is blinking off and on, and folks, there'll be a lot of people go to hell. Uh, that song, Why Not Tonight, is a good invitation song. I'm glad he sang it as a regular song. And I'll never forget that night we sang Why Not Tonight. And I walked out after James P. McDonald. I've been trying to find him on Google, and he's not there because uh, he died um, one day after he baptized me in 1963, on the Monday after he baptized me on Sunday night. And he preached that night. Now, he preached on hell the night I got saved, but the night I got baptized, I was the last person he baptized, and I was so skinny, and that had nothing to do with it, and I was so short that I'll never forget one thing about that baptism. I had to stand on a concrete block so I wouldn't drown when I went in, you know. And I stood on that concrete block, and my first thought was, I'm going to fall off that concrete block before Brother MacDonald can baptize me. And then 2 o'clock the next Monday morning, he died of a massive heart attack. But he preached that night on old soldiers don't die. They just fade away and quoted uh, uh, MacArthur's uh, speech on that. And I've been trying to find the sermon all weekend, can't find it. It's, I filed it. I really filed it. I mean, I filed it away, and I got to find that. But uh, I remember, I, I remember walking that aisle and getting baptized on that Sunday night that he preached on. That were soldiers. And guess what his passage was? This passage. Now I hope I don't die of a heart attack at two o'clock in the morning, but I'll be ready to go if I do. But I want to tell you something, folks. You never know. And I counted my pastor as a great soldier because he preached on hell the night I that I that I got saved. So folks, we're in a warfare, and it's not carnal, and we're not going, we don't know how long we're going to be here. We need to know our weapon. Number two, we need to know our enemy. Ephesians chapter 6 says there's a darkness and a principality in high places. And then we need to know our fellow soldiers. Timothy is being exhorted here. He's being encouraged here. Some will endure. Timothy endured, even though his daddy was lost and he got most of his training from his grandmother and mother and, and of course, the Apostle Paul. What a, train, what a trainer. Uh, what a discipler. And some will not mature, and some will go on a detour. Look at verse 10 of our chapter, chapter 4, 2 Timothy. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved the present world, and has departed unto Thessalonica, Christian, and Galatia, and Titus, and Mousia. So only Luke is with me. He said, only Luke's with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he's profitable me for the ministry. Now, he, it, John Mark went AWOL too. And thank God he's profitable now because uh, the Apostle Paul uh, went after him. The Apostle Paul did not give up on him. So we need to know our weapons. We need to know our enemy, but we need to know our fellow soldiers. And folks, we're not each other's enemies. We're to encourage each other. I don't understand why churches split, splatter, and splint. When I started knocking on doors 43 years ago, the first question I always had was, what split are you off of? What church divided? I said, I don't know what church divided. I was even called a prat, and I, I didn't know who that was. And uh, my mother called me a brat, but I never heard of a prat, and that's the cult right across the street. Uh, but I'll tell you something, friend. Thank God, thank God that I finally got a few people to come to church, and what an encouragement it was. And what an encouragement to pray with each other. And then, folks, most important of all, we need to know God. There's some acknowledgments of a faithful servant. We need to know God, 
as the Lord of hosts. In 1 Kings chapter 6, 13 through 17, you know the story. The servant at Dothan, eyes were opened after he panicked when he saw all the armies surrounding his city, his kingdom. And then he said, open his eyes, Elijah prayed. And, he, and that servant opened his eyes and saw the Lord of hosts. So all the armies of God. I believe a smile broke out on his face and said, greater is he that is in me than he's in the world. And uh, we're on the winning side. With somebody, hey, uh, trio, men's trio, you ought to sing that. Amen. For Joanne sings it. Uh, the winning side. Amen. We're on the winning side. Amen. Then let me just say third of all is that there ought to be some actions of a soldier. The Bible says be instant. Verse 2. Preach the word, be instant in season. You know what that means? Be ready. Be ready. Let me tell you what it also means. In season and out of season means be available. You know what? We all can't sing uh, like Brother Randy and Brother Jeremy and, and these ladies that sing so beautifully this morning. We can all be faithful. Amen. We can all be faithful. We can't all teach the Word of God like some of you teach, but we can be faithful. And folks, I, I believe faithfulness should be honored and faithfulness ought to be recognized in a soldier. I thank God for the faithful soldiers that gave up their families for four years to serve our country. I believe uh, the greatest act of faithfulness is that they stayed on the battlefield and died for the cause. And there is a cause. Ready and steady no matter what. With all long-suffering, the Bible says in verse 2. Long-suffering means you ought to have some patience. When other people quit, don't you quit. And then, of course, in doctrine, you ought to go by the Word of God. And then the Bible says, but watch, in verse 5. But watch thou in all things. In spite of cowards, and in spite of fair-weather Christians, in spite of fair-weather soldiers, stay in the rank. Be submissive to the commander-in-chief. Hold your position. Some of the prayer requests this morning in the glory class broke my heart. It's discouraging when your family won't come with you. It's discouraging when they don't want to have home devotion. It's discouraging uh, when people seem to be so indifferent to the Word of God and indifferent to the house of God. But thank God for you. Be faithful. You're a good soldier. And folks, I want to tell you something. The devil will work on you emotionally. He'll work on you physically. He'll work on you spiritually. He'll try to get you discouraged. Discouraged. That's one of the number one tools of Satan is discouragement. And the attacks of Satan are real. You try to do something for God, and I guarantee you the devil will attack. And indifference, indulgence, itching ears, um, intermingling, turn away from such. Demas did not turn uh, to God. He turned away from God. Folks, we need to prepare to stand alone. And I won't tell you how you do that. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel, purposed in their heart. Daniel 1.8. If you're going to be a good soldier, you need to realize there's a battle. That's the truth. That's the truth of the battle. You need to realize that you're on the winning side, but you need to realize it's not always going to be easy. It's not always going to be convenient. There's going to be some in-season, out-of-season. But thank God there's going to be a lot of people that will receive sound doctrine. Many will not endure it. Sometimes I can get my eyes off 
the Lord and what he's doing here, and I can look at all these churches going by thousands and wonder what in the world's going on. But folks, I want to tell you something. Just because there'll be 40,000 people watching the Braves night, don't make them spiritual. Matter of fact, some of them need to get saved. Amen? Probably all of them need to get saved. I don't know. I won't judge all of them. Most of them's getting arrested. But I want to tell you something. We need to prepare to stand alone. We need to, when the world crowds many, uh, crowns, crowns many God-called preachers for taking up their cross and following him and not uh, going by the tickling ear, foolish fancies of this world, but being faithful to the cross, picking up the cross and following him, uh, you'll get your reward one day. And then last but not least, I want you to see the anticipation, the anticipation of a faithful soldier. This is what keeps me going. This is what keeps me going is I can just please him. This keeps me going when people just walk off and don't even say goodbye and you want their whole family to the Lord. This keeps me going when uh, people just have the silliest reasons for not being faithful. There's just the simplest winds of adversity coming. Man, they recant. But this is what keeps me faithful. Verse 6 says, For I'm now ready to be offered. The word offering means uh, poured out. It means it's the picture of the of the wave offering. It's the picture of the of the of the the offering that's spilt out. It's the picture of the blood that was shed on those altars. We need to be an offering. Our lives need to be offering. You might forget to put your tithe in the box back there, but you ought to put your life in His will and in His service, and get off being a wall and be, get off the back line and get on the front line of soul winning and prayer and faithfulness and being a man of God or a lady of God. Look at verse 7. It says, well, excuse me, my time of my departure is at hand. He's in jail looking over probably the courtyard where his uh, head's going to roll off a chopping block. Now, folks, you cannot say anything about Paul uh, the way he ended. He ended right. He was a good soldier. And he's a good soldier uh, encouraging Timothy to be a good soldier. But look at this in verse 7. He says, I have fought a good fight. I have fought a good fight. And it hasn't been easy. You turn to 1 Corinthians, I believe it's chapter 11. It talks about what he went through for the, for the, um, for the ministry. Uh, it's unbelievable uh, what this man suffered. He was beat five times. He was stoned uh, many times. He saw Stephen stoned. That's what, uh, and saw the look of heaven, not the look of hell, or the look of hate on Stephen's face. And he got under Holy Ghost conviction. Made havoc of the church, the Bible says. But praise God, he, it never left him. And he got converted on the road to Damascus because of Stephen's testimony of standing faithful in the stoning pit and preaching the word of God. But Paul was scourged and Paul was beat five times, uh, scourged five times, more than our Lord was, and uh, shipwrecked and, and nakedness and peril. And uh, folks, the Bible tells us that uh, he suffered unbelievable uh, temptation from his own church that, uh, that um, forsook him, his own countrymen forsook him. And he was hungry and he was naked and in peril, the Bible says. But he was faithful to fight a good fight. And then he finished his course. He finished the course. Oh, to die in God's will. 
But oh, to live in God's will. What a blessing. You know what God's will is? For you to be a faithful soldier, a faithful servant, a faithful cross-bearer, and total identity with Christ. I fought a good fight. One day the war will be over, but it's not over yet. And then I finish my course. There'll be a award given you. And then last but not least, he said, I kept the faith. I kept the faith. He was a faithful steward of the responsibility of being a soldier. Now, how many of you wanted to quit when you was in the warfare? You wanted to quit when you missed your family. Um, Pappy often told about uh, being overseas, fighting the war when Jack was born. I think he was nine or ten months old before he ever saw him, before he ever hugged him, before he ever held him. And he was talking about those lonely days. And he wouldn't talk much about the war, but he talked about those days that he longed to be with his wife and be with his new baby. And folks, I want to tell you something. That was a sacrifice, and I respected him for making that sacrifice for me. And folks, a good soldier, a good soldier is a faithful steward of the responsibility of carrying the gospel to a lost and dying world. And we won't receive a medal, but we'll receive a crown. Look at verse 8, and I'll close. It says, Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. It's going to be a personal crown, laid up for me. Nobody can run your race, you've got to run your own. Nobody can fight your war, you've got to fight your own. But you can fight it with God's power, God's strength, and God's word. And then it's a perfect crown, a righteous crown. So if I fought a good fight, I finished my course, I've kept the faith. Henceforth there laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, he's always right, shall give to me at that day, and not only to me only, but unto all them that love is appearing. It's a passion one crown. We win that crown by loving God with all our heart and all our soul. So I'm asking you, somebody needs to be a prayer warrior. Somebody needs to be a prayer warrior in this church. You need to pray every day, and some of you do, and I feel it, and I know you do. And folks, some of you need to be a warrior to go out into this world that maybe will reject you or make fun of you and hand out a tract and go visiting. Some of you need to be a warrior and rededicate your car in a couple weeks. How many dedicated your car to the Lord? Anybody? The way some of you drive, you need to dedicate your car to the Lord. Amen. But you need to rededicate your car. You know what that means? You need to turn that car into a vehicle to bring kids to vacation Bible school. We're having a hard time finding another bus. Everybody's getting out of the bus ministry. I called all the most of the Tri-State Preachers Fellowship, and they said, we don't believe in big buses anymore. We have 21 passenger buses, we have air-conditioned buses, and we have vans. I said, boy, you bunch of wimps. You need an old clunker like ours, amen? 66 passenger, praise God. And I can't find another one for a backup in case we have an overflow. But I want to tell you something, friend. You can rededicate your car. And if everybody would fill their car Monday week, we'd have so many kids, that we could, and we'd have a great attendance at Brother Jeremy's adult class because you brought somebody to Vacation Bible School. Amen. And if you have to go to Walmart, I mean, you get the DTs for Walmart, drop the kids off and go to Walmart. We won't shoot you, but please come and get them and take them back home. Amen. But folks, you ought to rededicate your car as a tank, as a warrior vehicle.
Praise that God is a rescue vehicle. And bring in kids all over your neighborhood and tell them that Jesus saves and show them the Word of God. I want to close with this. I'm a soldier in the army of God. This poem is a good one. It says, I am a soldier in the army of my God. Lord Jesus Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Scripture is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I've been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I'm a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a faithful, reliable, capable, and dependable. If my God needs me, I'm, I am there. I'm a soldier. I'm not a baby. Let me repeat that in real loud. I'm not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. I'm a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. I'm a soldier. I'm not a wimp. I'm in my place, saluting my king, obeying his orders, praising his name, building his kingdom. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, or candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I cannot have my feelings hurt bad enough to turn me around. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. When Jesus called me into this army, I had nothing. If I end up with nothing, uh, I will still come out ahead. I will win. My God has and will continue to supply all my needs. I am more than a conqueror. I will, I will always triumph. I cannot, I can do all things through Christ. The devil cannot defeat me. People cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Government cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me. For when my commander calls me from his battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. During the millennial, amen. I am a soldier in the army, and I'm marching, claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier marching heaven bound. Here I stand. Will you stand with me? Let's pray. Father, use this message. Thank you, God, for this passage of Scripture as a charge to young Timothy, as a young soldier. God, help us to know our weapon and know our fellow soldiers and encourage them. But God, most important of all, help us to know our commander-in-chief, the one that's called us, and help us to live to please you more than ourselves. Please you more than man. And God, obey you no matter what as a good soldier. Lord, I thank you for our veterans. I thank you for every one of them. And Lord, I thank you for all the ones that gave their lives that we might have our country of the United States of America, one nation under God. But Lord, it's under attack. And Lord Jesus, we're concerned. And God, may you make this church a light in this community. May you make this church salt for this country. And God, may we send out missionaries and keep on sending out missionaries. And God, may we give out tracts and keep on giving out tracts. And may we pray and be prayer warriors that we need to be for our country, 
for souls around the world, and God, for each other. Lord, thank you for these faithful few that's gathered tonight on this holiday weekend. Thank you for those that are traveling back. Many are on the road, and they're listening by way of internet. And I thank you for them. and pray you give them traveling mercies back to us. But God, I thank you for the faithful few. The faithful few that show up every Wednesday night. The faithful few that come an hour early for Bible study and grow. For the faithful few that go out on visitation. God, I thank you for these soldiers of the cross. I thank you for God, their testimony that they're finishing right. May you encourage them tonight through this message. May you, God, equip them with your word and may you fill them with your spirit. And Lord, we're going to praise you for the mighty things you do through them for your glory is our prayer. With every head bowed, every eye closed, a quick invitation. Have me say, Preacher, I want to be a more faithful soldier. I want to be a more faithful servant. I want to be a more faithful laborer. I want to pray more. I just want to be uh, in love with Jesus more because I know one day I'll face him and give account of how I loved him in these last days. My prayer is that I draw closer to God and be more faithful. Would you slip your hand up high for prayer all over this place? Yes, I must raise my hand. I just want to be more faithful. I don't want to be a celebrity. I just want to be a faithful preacher. I want to be a faithful soul winner. I want to be a faithful husband. I want to be a faithful daddy, granddaddy. Father, thank you for tonight. Thank you for this passage of Scripture that we know very well. God, we need to be reminded of these truths. And in the last days, the warfare is going to intensify because the devil knows that his time is limited. And so, Lord, help us to stand true and be faithful soldiers of the cross. In Jesus' name, amen.